Hello, this is Deacon Mary, and welcome to our Grace Church podcast. We are so excited to bring to you this conversation. We think that the next few minutes will stretch your thoughts, focus your prayers, and help you to better understand how God is moving among us. At Grace Church, we are living out our ancient faith in modern times. To find out more about what's going on at Grace, visit us at graceocala.org. Welcome again to the Grace Church Podcast. Today we're continuing another one of our podcasts in the Christ in the Marketplace series. And today I have with me Jay Bailey. Welcome, Jay. Jay. Thank you, Father Jonathan. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Uh, Today, um, Jay, you have such a uh, a rich depth of experience here in Marion County. You have been involved in so many neat things. And when I say involved, I don't really even mean involved. Like you have been in charge of, you have been the leader of um, things like uh, obviously the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Were you in charge of CEP too? Uh, No, but I... Kevin Cheeley, when he brought, was okay, brought okay. in, yes. Okay, he, so you were in He's char- the head, but I got to stay in, All right, and have so fun in my area of expertise. And, and now you're in charge of... Um, Marion Cultural Alliance. Marion Cultural yes. Alliance. So you have such a, yeah. a rich depth. So I want to hear about how... Uh, I would love for you to tell our listeners about how your Christianity informs that part of your life. But before we get to that, let's, let's, let's have some fun and, and talk about sure, your sure. background a little bit. Sure. Uh, how long have you lived in Ocala? I have lived in Ocala since 1958. Okay. A long time. Okay. And how long have you been? I was two years old when we moved here. You were two years old when you moved here. And how long have you been a part of Grace Church from 58? Oh, gosh. I uh, went to kindergarten at Grace Church. And it's so ironic that we're here recording because I was a part of Grace Church Sings and have the album that was recorded. (laughs) Nice, nice. My parents could always pick out when we were singing, This is the Day That the Lord Has Made. That was my favorite song, still is. And Can you I, hear your voice on that record? Uh, yes, Can I was really? shouting it. Oh, yes, man. it was fantastic. Man, uh, <laughs> Josh has a record player. I got, I got to hear this. I've, I've got to find. Got to bring it in. It. I want to hear and, it. And that's when the choir lofts were um, facing face out forward. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Nice. Okay, so um, so you lived in Ocala your whole life. Yes, exactly. Okay. Went to Grace Church. Um, school went to Grace Episcopal Day School. Okay, lived in the historic district before it was historic. I used mm-hmm. to walk from Winona Avenue wow. to school every day and walk back. And so, so much of my um, early training, my early education, uh, my early love for this church and for the Episcopal religion was right, right. Daily chapel. We went every single day. Wow. Put our chapel caps on and and knelt straight up. Love it. <laughs> it love was it. Great. Love it. Was it. Great. What has kept you in in Ocala? What has kept you here? Why why do you love it? I was born in St. Augustine, okay. so it's really my first love. But obviously my parents moved here uh, right after uh, I turned two. And Ocala has this amazing sense of charm and history. And it doesn't matter if someone's lived here two weeks, two years two months or all their life we all have this tremendous love for this community it's in it's infectious um went away to school university of florida god bless Um, you yeah hallelujah go gators that's right go gators and um would come home every weekend was part of the episcopal program up Mm -hmm. at, at uf and uh got a job right out of school married my high school sweetheart and we never we never left okay so what do you what do you love about it 
I mean, you, obviously, you could have gone lots of places, sure. especially when you're younger. I mean, I know as you get older, you get sure. settled, and this becomes sure. home. I understand that totally. It's happening to me. But why? Why here? I think it's the people. Um, I think this is the most friendly community. People are always willing to reach out and help um, their brothers and sisters in need. It's a gorgeous place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is God's God's gift to us and nature at its best. We have the the Ocala National Forest and Three Rivers, and it is just majestic and his masterpiece everywhere. As you think about back about your your time in all your various offices, and you think about the people that you've interacted mm-hmm. with, if that's the part that has really drawn you to this place, can you think of a, a story or a thing that really illustrates that for you? Um, probably. Um, my my first boss, you know, right out of right out of college, Frances Thigpen. She was the clerk of the court, okay. and she was a taskmaster. She made me cry more <laughs> more than I care to admit. <laughs> um, but she laid the foundation of my professional career, and I watched her worked under her um, in the courthouse as the first personnel technician for the board of county commissioners. Okay. Um, prior to that, I'm not sure what. <laughs> what they did. Personnel technician. Ooh, yes, what a brutal I, I know, title. I know. And and uh, she was such a great mentor that a year later, the Board of County Commissioners appointed me as the personnel director. Wow. So I have a lot of great stories of things that I messed up in that arena, like uh-huh. giving all the addresses of the county employees to the unionizer. Um, oh my. by mistake because he asked for them and I believed everybody you know yeah. sure sure uh-huh. and yeah, that was a good day yeah. for him that was a good day for him less a bad so day for, for you for me. yeah right right right, right but she had a servant's heart and you know working working for her and watching how she interacted with her employees how she interacted with the public it really endeared me to a life of, of public service so you use this word mentor that she mm-hmm. mentored you okay so why how did she mentor you why do you use that word because that means that has a very specific connotation to me so what are you thinking when you say that? Um, uh, as I said before, she was a taskmaster right. and had very, very high standards. So that's and, how you and, lead now. You just whip uh, people uh, into shape and you crush them under your heels. The opposite, Is that right? The opposite. <laughs> okay. You know me. I'm a leveler. I want everybody to be happy and I work hard at that. But she was very candid. Um, she knew that she had a 21-year-old um, mm. under her wings with perhaps you know some potential that she saw and she invested in me. And um, didn't let things slide, corrected me when I needed, corrected, um, praised me when she thought that I was doing the right thing. So it was a great start to my professional career. What happened to her? She she was clerk of the circuit court for years and years and years and years, and then she's passed away. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's cool that you got to – so even after you left her, did you Mm -hmm. still connect with her? I did. And you go back to her for advice and, I, hey, I what did. should I do? I did. We'd have phone. You know, there were no texts and no emails back right, then. Right. But we certainly had phone conversations and run into each other and have lunch, that sort of thing. So as your career life developed mm-hmm. here in Ocala, mm-hmm. what led you to things like the Chamber of Commerce? What took you in that direction? I think, Father Jonathan, it goes back to um, – you know, when I was very, very, very young, maybe four or five, I heard um, a missionary speak. And forever, even all the way through um, middle school and high school, I wanted to serve in that capacity. I wanted to take You're to be a missionary. I did. Okay. In, in like in Africa, in, Africa. in a canoe, in the whole Specifically in Africa. Gotcha. The whole, you know, the whole romance with right. – um, I wasn't thinking hardship. I was thinking animals and serving people. <laughs> <laughs> Riding elephants, exactly. leading folks it, to Jesus. It, it, sounds it, perfect. It, it did. It sounded like you. an idyllic life. Okay, okay. Um, and then I met my husband and, you know, life took – 
took another change. But I think that um, that early, early listening to how someone was so selfless, giving up mm-hmm. of them to serve others and knowing that I wasn't going to Africa. What what could I do to help my own community? Right here. What could I do to serve here? Mm-hmm. You've mentioned that. You've said that word several times already, this word service. Mm-hmm. That's clearly a big part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Can you help connect the service that you love to do? How, or maybe not even help connect, but how does that service part of you how is it informed or how does it come out of your faith? Where does it come from in your faith life? That's a, that's a really great question. Um, I start every day with, before I get out of bed, and this was a Father Durrance, um, Romans, no, Ephesians. Okay. Um, just putting on the armor of God. Yeah, yeah, Ephesians you know, 6. Yeah, helmet right. and, and, you know, the, the whole, the shoes, everything. Yep. And I start my day with that just to prepare um for the rigors of the day mm-hmm. ahead. And then, um, this isn't exactly the answer to your question, but I'll get there. But on the way into work, I have a 45-minute commute. And there is time that I turn off NPR and, and God and I talk. And it's a very random conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm thanking him for the blue blue chase that I see or the deer that's you know running across my car. And I and I ask him to keep that armor on all day mm-hmm. and and. You know, the, the last part of the prayer is obviously for my family, but to to be the servant that he wants me to be, and wow. that's that's how I start each day. And um, so, your faith, as you put on that armor and as you equip yourself on coming into work every day, mm-hmm. is what you do. Um, what? How does that lead you to that place of service? Then, talk me through that. So, you like you mm-hmm. you pull into your parking space now at Marion Cultural Alliance, sure. and how do you stay there? What's the, what's the, I mean, cause, and here's, here's my, here's where my question is coming okay. from just by way of context. Uh, it is easy for me to be a Christian. <laughs> it is. I have this collar on. Right. People expect right. certain things right. of me. Right. Uh, it is easy for me to talk about my faith. When I go to the hospital, they're incredibly helpful sure. because they want me to be there. You're in a different world. Right. You don't wear what I wear. You don't do what I do. And yet you and I are very similar because we're mm-hmm. believers. So as you come into the the Marion Cultural Alliance parking lot, what's the next step for you to say, okay, I want to keep that armor on, I want to walk into that building, and I I still want to be Jay Bailey? I I think it's a layered answer. First, it has to do with um, the team that I am with and asking God's guidance. How do do I motivate them? How do I you know, keep this organization on track? How do I um, motivate the volunteer board of directors? You know, there are a lot of moving pieces. And um, in our very human nature, we, you know, we can be frantic and go from this to that to this to that. And just asking for him to keep me centered nice. so that I can best serve. Um, serving a whole new community with the artists, mm. you know, listening to their stories. And they're so passionate. And that that inspires me and encourages me, and I'm grateful for that interaction that I have with these creative people in our community. And I, that's, that's, I'm, I feel so blessed to be in this place. And now my challenge is connecting the business community because art and culture are so much a part of our not only our quality of life but our local economy. 
We're conducting a, an economic impact study now through the Americans for the Arts with the city of Ocala. What is our payroll in the arts? You know, how many jobs? What is the direct and indirect impact? Um, how much money is spent when people come in to go to the civic theater right. at their local restaurants? So all of this has just given me this um, tremendous um, purpose and ability to serve in a different way. And it came about in a really interesting way through a prayer. Say more. What do you mean? Tell, tell me about it. So I turned 60. Okay. And I asked God, you know, I said, I've been with the Chamber of Commerce for 14 years. Right. Is this what you want me to be doing? Just, am I going to sail off into the sunset when I turn 65 <laughs> at the Chamber of Commerce? Right. Or what do you have in mind? And um, God has a sense of humor from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I got a phone call the next day from wow. the Marion Cultural Alliance saying they were thinking about adding an executive director. Would I be interested in the conversation? And I, first of all, um, said, thank you, Lord, I think. Yeah, right, <laughs> Because right, I was, sure, I was sure. in a very safe place at right. the chamber and knew my job. And, you know, it was uh, – I loved all the leadership programs and the mm-hmm. business education. And so part of me, the human part of me, was saying, eh, I'll just stay where I am. Mm-hmm. And then through – he worked through others to help me see the possibilities, and it, it's it's been an amazing three and a half months, and I'm so blessed and excited to be in this new capacity. It sounds like almost um, like a new career. I mean, similar leadership stuff, but right. a whole different aspect of the community that you're serving now. Uh, which I assume this will probably be the last job you have until you do retire. Or maybe I'll be a missionary. Africa, <laughs> Africa still awaits yeah, you. Yes. That's good. There's, there's still Peace time Corps. for the canoe. That's right. Um, so uh, how do you feel about that? Like, okay, you know that this is going to be the thing that you're going to do mm-hmm. as you walk that journey until right. whenever you choose to retire. I don't know what, what, right. what works for you, but how does that feel for you? Well, I've, I've set a date a okay. couple of years ago for fun. I just said – what would be a fun date? That's 2-22-2022 at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm sure I'll still be working then. <laughs> okay. Um, but but this, you know, this um, it will more than likely be my, my, my last um, public, very right? public. Service. Um, yeah, public service. Um, but at the end of that time, I, I don't expect to fade away. I'll always sure. be engaged. Because I mean, you love it here. Because I, I absolutely love it. Absolutely. What have it. been some of the biggest things that you've been a part of that you just you just loved, you're so proud of? Or yeah. you think, man, this was yeah. a good day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so I worked for the Public Education Foundation for 10 years. And during that time, um, came across a program called Take Stock in Children. And uh, Don Pemberton at that time, down at the Hillsborough Foundation, he drew this amazing, he was talking to other uh, foundation directors, and he had this whiteboard, and he drew a stick figure of a child and said, wouldn't it be amazing if a community could surround a child, a child whose parents have never been to college, who has potential? And, And he built this idea, and I just was absolutely enchanted um, by the possibilities of, of helping one child at a time. So we were one of the first counties to say, yes, we want the Take Stock in Children program. We built a leadership team of business individuals to raise money for scholarships. Um, today, well, well in excess of 200 students have have been or been a part of the program. Right, in Marion County. In Marion County. Wow. So. 
in ninth grade. Um, they're selected in eighth grade. From ninth grade to twelfth grade, they have a mentor that meets with them every week, awesome. encourages them. If they stay drug-free, if they stay out of trouble, they maintain a certain GPA, they have a scholarship for, for them. So talk about to providing college. to college. Wow. Yeah, it provides such hope and to see Absolutely. the family and inspiration. Inspiration. So that, I would say... Um, is right up there with the, the, the top three things. That that's that's what a cool thing to be yeah, a part of. Yeah. What has been some of your defining challenges, some things that you have, have pushed you and maybe you thought this was not the way it was supposed to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't had that many jobs over the, my lifespan. I know with millennials, they're supposed to have what new job every three years, Some but it's that, been, yeah, sure. Who knows? <laughs> I've been running, you know, 10 to 15 years in okay. every job, but yeah, there have been, there certainly have been, um, challenges along the way. Um, one of them, um, it wasn't so much as a challenge as it was a challenge, but it turned into an opportunity. The old chamber building, mm. um, we had a land lease with the city of Ocala I think it was going to expire in 2037, some, you know, long way out. And when I first came to the chamber in 2002, Mayor Gwynn said, um, we want to call in your, your lease and we want you to move because this lot has been identified as the catalytic lot, like the Donald Trump lot. If it, if, oh, dear. <laughs> I could have gone all day without saying his name. Yeah. But it, it, it it's you know, a catalytic lot. Okay. So super important. Super important lot. So you guys have to leave. So they worked, the city worked very hard with the chamber of commerce and, uh, we moved to the current location where the CEP is, and the city gave us some funds. But that whole process of working with very smart people in our community, trying to figure out, you know, is this the right thing for us to do? Um, what does a good package look like, an exit package for us? Um, that was that was about a year and a half, two, two years of negotiations back and forth. So that was challenging but fun. It sounds to me like you have spent a lot of your career building teams and consensus. Is that fair? That's very fair. Is that that's that is that's all, all born out of that same heart of service? I want to serve so. people and I want to bring people on the team and I want to yeah. give as I have been given to. Is a- that right? A- absolutely. I um, for a while when I was working for the Take Stock in Children Foundation up in Jacksonville, I was based at home, and. Um, I wasn't fulfilled because I didn't have that interaction. Mm -hmm. That's what Mm -hmm. I love, working with boards, helping them to develop to be the best boards that they can be. Um, Helping boards diversify, I think that that is a critical um, uh, component of being successful as an organization, to have all the voices around the table. So I've inherited a great board of directors at Marion Cultural Alliance. We are going on a retreat to the Atlantic Center for the Arts in August so that we can have some quality time to talk about our mission, talk about our purpose. We're 15 years old, and they haven't done that in a while. Mm. Uh, The conditions are different in Ocala now, uh, very favorable toward the arts. And, um, you know, we were formed to be the alliance. So the other piece that I am just intrigued by is being the convener of all arts organizations in the community working with their executive directors, helping to raise their capacity. Right. It'd be like, a, um, what do you call the, the, not the mission churches, when you start a church? Oh, um, yeah, we call them missions. Yeah, that's right. what we call them. Okay. Yeah. So there are little tiny arts organizations right. here, and in, in, in your case, in the church's case, they help small churches with their capacity nice. building. Right. So we want to do a similar thing with our arts organizations, with best practices and board governance, fundraising, 
bringing in experts to help them. I love, I just love this, this theme, this thread that is so clearly woven through your life that uh, happened when you were four or five mm-hmm. with God using that missionary, whoever that person was, to plant that seed of service and of giving back. And now, uh, just a few years later, as you have matured as a woman, to see that theme yield such amazing fruit in all these different organizations for people, some of which you know and some of which you don't. You obviously are touching hundreds of lives on a very regular basis. What a beautiful story. Well, thanks for making the connection. It's I've never fantastic. thought about it that way. Well, I mean, just as you're talking it out, yeah. I'm listening, I'm thinking, yeah. this is incredible yeah. to see what God has done in uh, Jay Bailey. Jay, if if folks want to get in contact with you, they hear this podcast and they think, you know what, I could, I really need some help with sure. my board or some leadership development. Or, you know what, that Jay Bailey is so cool, I want her to mentor me. Um <laughs> How, how should they get in contact with you? That's, oh, happy to give my contact information. So name is spelled J-A-Y-E, B-A-I-L-L-I-E, a little different, Scottish. Uh, phone number is 352-369-1500, and my email is j.bailey at mcaocala.com. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I really hope folks reach out to you. and. Thank you. Um, connect with you. I think you have so much still to give. Uh, you have given so much. I mean, I've only been here 10 years and I just got to, I just feel like I got to say thank you thank for you. what you've done for our community in the 10 years I've been here. Uh, it's better because of folks like you, which is what I want these podcasts to sort of tease out a bit. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been very pleasant. Thank you, Josh, as well. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, for anybody who has listened to our podcast, if you found it helpful, I would love for you to share it with your community. So uh, please uh, take a minute and review us on iTunes. Uh, click those little stars and give us a rating or write something about us. And uh, if you have thoughts or feedbacks that you want to share with us about what we can do in the future or how this has helped you, we'd love to hear from you. My email is jonathandfrench at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear our content. Jay, again, thank you for your time. Thank it's you. been a blessing to be with you. Likewise. Thank you. We're so glad you've been part of our conversation today. We hope that you will take what you've heard and share what you've learned. If you'd like to learn more about our church community, find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or online at graceocala.org. Go in peace.